Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Willow Hill Podcast. Today I have a special interview and we're going to discuss why there's disparity in a world where God loves us. Welcome. Uh, I'm Pastor Joe from the Willow Hill Podcast, and today I have a special guest. It is... Oogway. Oogway, or Josh, as I typically call him. Uh, he's one of the teens in my youth group. We were getting together to just have a conversation about various things, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to do. So we're going to post this on my podcast and his podcast, so I'd encourage you to check it out. There'll be a link in the description for the other ones that you can check that out. So why don't we just, as a way of introducing each of us to the other's podcast, why don't you tell everybody what your favorite dog breed is? We start with something random, and then we'll kind of go from there. Why, thank you there, Pastor Joe. Uh, I think that my favorite dog breed, start us off, would be a Bichon Poodle, because that is the kind of dog that I have right now, currently. He's a, he's a very small, uh, white dog. He doesn't look like a poodle, even though he, he is a poodle. That's one of my favorite parts about him. His name is Rudy, for all of you that would like to know that. Yeah, um, we actually talked about this a little bit before we went live, just as we were doing audio tests, and I made fun of him a bit because I have a black lab that's like 100 pounds, and I kind of resent and uh, and despise little dogs and little dog owners, and so I kind of threw some shade at Josh quite a bit for his, his choice there, but I think I would go with either some kind of shepherd my wife is thinking about going with a golden retriever next. We have a, we have a black lab right now, so some kind of you know manly large dog that can do jobs for people and stuff, and not just yap at people out the window. See, I would I would come from the opposite point of view. I would say that people with large dogs are very they they live vicariously through the strength of their dog. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> We're compensating you. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but I I'm very I'm very confident and secure so therefore i can have a little dog and also i would like to point out um when you have a little dog you have much more control over your dog as opposed to when you have a big dog the dog tends to control you and there's nothing you can do about it if you're if you have a big dog and it bites a child what it's it's kind of game over for your dog the child and you all at once but with my little dog i can just pick him up and you know take him back to my house yeah yeah my argument for that is you know, Josh, you, you have a, like a wild animal living in your house, and it would probably be a good idea to train it so that it obeyed your commands or did what you wanted. That's neither here nor there, but we could go on for a while, but we did honestly earlier. But I brought you here so that we could have this conversation about some theological questions. We go back and forth on theology all the time. I love getting a chance to interact with Josh about these things and just talk about what we're learning and and seeing, and I got a question from somebody else in the youth group. Josh, why don't you read the question uh, as I've kind of written it here, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Why is there disparity in the world since God loves everyone? So why don't you take an initial crack at that, and when we talk about the idea of disparity, you know, that's a very popular topic, what with, just there's a lot of activism behind that idea of eliminating disparity in this world. And so I think the question makes a lot of sense, particularly from a young person. So why don't you just share with me, 
as you think about the idea of disparity, why would you, how would you answer this question just off the top of your head? Well, I would first say that like, if you expect a perfect answer about why we have disparity in the world, I don't think there is one. I think there is an, I think the answer we get from the word of God is very uh, encouraging and hopeful, but there are parts of it that can leave us uncomfortable, I guess you would say. Not unsatisfied, but uncomfortable. I would start off by saying disparity is not, I, I heard, I want to start off by saying this. I heard a quote, I forget by who, but he basically said that God does not allow any evil in the world that he cannot bring good out of. I think that's a true statement, and I think that is something we can rest in, and I think that is something that reflects the, what the Bible says about why God allows evil in our lives. Well, how about, how about this? Well, I'll ask you the, kind of another question. Why do you think eliminating disparity is so important to your generation? I think, I think we as humans try to—we have this mindset where we want to grow and we want to overcome and we want to advance because we've seen throughout history humans have advanced— in technology and how they think and what they know. So I think that they that people are trying to achieve, I guess, a utopia, you could say, where there's no evil or any kind of, you know, pain or suffering. We have in our minds that we should that we should be growing and advancing in that way. Yeah, I think it's interesting like the, even the way that you kind of answered it, it almost seems like you have kind of like this realistic I'm putting air quotes, realistic perspective, right? About how you can't eliminate it all. And it's unfortunate, but I, I like the quote that you utilized, that God does not allow any evil that he is not going to use for some kind of good. And I think that's kind of where I would go when thinking about this issue and talking about it. That's kind of the first place I would go, that God is ultimately God, right? So even if we don't get it, you know, we're, we're kind of finite beings. We're like these people living in time, and we don't see the beginning from the end, Right. And one of the analogies I use all the time about this is a character in a book. They don't know what the ending is going to be. And it might seem cruel for them to be like, man, this author wrote the story and I'm suffering and whatever else. But they don't recognize the good that's coming about both in their own universe, like what the author is doing to create good in that universe, if the author is trying to do that, and also the good of other people seeing the story and being inspired and allowing their lives to change. I think that we have a very limited perspective on what our lives are, and we don't recognize that God is ultimately God, and there's going to be things in our world that we don't really understand, and we're not going to understand, and making peace with those things sometimes is just in acknowledging who God is. What do you think about that, Josh? I think we start with the fact that God is God, and that we, and that once we understand God's authority— we can't really talk back to him like Paul says, and I think Romans 9, he says, can the clay talk back to the to the potter who's making it? Like, no, he, they it can't. And I think that's kind of the attitude we have to have. And then we can rest in the fact that God is good, which we see from Scripture, and that God is just, and that God does everything for his glory and for our good. I think you're exactly right, and that's a really comforting thing because God could be an evil, despotic tyrant. And he would be justified in doing so because of who he is in terms of he's God. He has that level of authority and position. He could be a totally horrible, deranged loon bag. But like you said, scripture tells us and gives us so many examples to understand that God is not just God and in control. He is also good. And I think that that's kind of the next 
step of thinking through this, why are there disparities? And I think that some people are presupposing, well, if God is good, why are there disparities, right? And so we start off by saying, well, he has the authority to allow those things to exist. And it is true that he is good. And his desire for them does not necessarily mean that he's going to decree equality for every person. One of the accounts that comes to mind instantly for me is John 9. Jesus is going around and there's a, a guy that's born blind who has been begging at the city gates for like 30 years. And his disciples ask him, well, why is this guy blind? Is he blind because he sinned? Is God punishing him for what he did? Or is he punishing him for what his parents did? In their minds, they looked at this guy who was disfigured and who was disabled and they said, he must be being punished by God. And Jesus's response confounds them because he says that it wasn't actually a punishment, that he had apportioned that to that man for the day of healing, that God would be able to do so much through his story and through his, his healing and through his growth. And I think it's important to remember that even though God does things outside of our timeline, when we look back, we recognize the fact that he is in fact still good. And that John 9 story tells us that God's desire is not just to create everybody with the same environment and the same choices and the same life and the same amount of money or or possessions accessible, but that there are going to be these disparities, but he desires to use those things for good and for growth. So that's kind of where I go with that as well. Mm -hmm. I think the last aspect of this is that there are always going to be disparities in a sin-cursed world. And by that, I just mean that we live in a world where people have the opportunity to do horrible things, and often they affect other people. You know, I, I have a son. If I decide to be a bad parent and a selfish man today, that's going to affect my son. It's going to affect my wife. And God would be justified in, like, lightning striking me down right then and there. But he doesn't do it. You know, why? It's because God is patient and willing to deal with our problems. And sometimes his patience and his willingness to allow people to have time to, to get it right and to figure it out means that they're going to leave disparities in their wake. Because of those choices that are made, a lot of times he's willing to be patient with us and that's going to cause disparities for other people too. What do you think about that idea? I think it's interesting to note about God's patience and about how God allows things to happen. Because we think of God as some awful being when he allows evil to happen. But I I know he's God, but when I think of an all-powerful and just God, it seems like it must be hard for him to allow all these things to happen for our good. And it's for and it's for our good. So he he is essentially holding back, in a way, his wrath upon mankind. I think that there are a lot of people that are wrestling with this idea of why do disparities exist. And certainly this does not mean that we wouldn't desire to see people who are oppressed or who are struggling to be lifted up or that we wouldn't want to extend kindness and the type of attitude that Jesus did to people who are suffering. Yeah. But I think it, it helps us to see that it's not a binary thing where because we live in a, in a world with bad people and, and bad choices and disparity that that somehow means that God doesn't exist, doesn't care, or isn't good. No, it makes sense for God to exist and be good, and that his goodness 
in, in one sense, it's patience, is the very reason for many of the disparities that we see in our world today. And it's not, it's not as binary as I think some people want to make it. And I think that thinking more deeply about these things can be an encouragement. And I think every Christian should think about these issues because they're questions that people are going to ask and going to lay at your feet. And if you haven't thought through how to respond or to think about it, you might be kind of stirred and draw the wrong conclusion about God's work in this world. Anything else you would want to say, Josh, about this topic or, or just what these theological conversations kind of bring to someone's walk in, in faith? These definitely uh, help draw near to God when we think about him and when we think about what he does and why he does certain things. Again, we we only live in a period of time that is a very small fraction of all of time. And so we, we can't just think of ourselves. We have to think of God is doing things. His His eternal plan is for the good of all of all mankind. I think that we can rest assured knowing that God is good and that God is just and that he generally wants what is good for his people and his children. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a great summary. Well, I'm so glad that you came to join me today. Uh, I hope that those listening both to the Willow Hill podcast as well as say it again. The Ugwe Philosophy Show. The Ugwe Philosophy Show. I, I hope that if you're listening to one of us on one of those spots uh, that you've been encouraged and blessed by this. If you want to continue the conversation, you can always hit us up on social media. You can reach out to Ugwe Philosophy. Ugwe host of the Ugwe Philosophy Show. Yeah, how, how do they get a hold of you? We have an Instagram account called the Ugwe Philosophy Show. No spaces, no caps. We are currently still in production. We are getting there. Great. And, uh, and if you want to contact me, I'm Pastor Joe uh, from Willow Hill, and you can contact me at PastorJoe at WillowHill.com or on Facebook, Joe Meaden, M-I-E-D-E-N. So just reach out to us. We'd love to get a chance to continue the conversation and uh, to continue to grow together. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we hope this has been a blessing to you and your family. Thank you. congregation of Willow Hill Baptist Church in Willoughby, Ohio. If you're in the Cleveland area, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me via my email at pastorjoe at willowhill.com. Please leave a review or share this episode with your friends. Music for the Willow Hill podcast provided by Scott Holmes.